Welcome to the Break New Ground podcast. My name is Luis Prado, aka B-Boy El Prado. And today we have not one guest, but we have five distinct guests. And they're hopping on the podcast to talk about the annual event that we have under the Break New Ground umbrella, and that is the Up and Comer 7 to Smoke. That is correct. This whole entire podcast episode is dedicated to talking about the 7 to Smoke, uh, talking about the quick hiatus that we had from the podcast. I believe it's been a few months since we last recorded a podcast, and I think the last episode was with Dope Effects. So we have a lot of explaining to do. We have a lot of stuff to cover. So let's get right into it. First and foremost, I feel like it's important to cover the hiatus. Um, The plan was not to stop recording the podcast. I do understand that we are in a pandemic and and we were looking for different ways to continue recording, especially under the circumstances and and understanding that not everybody can come out and physically record a podcast. However, we also realized that we wanted to continue doing the one of the most notable events, one of the most exciting events under the Break NG umbrella, and that is the Up and Comer 7 to Smoke. Uh, for those of you that don't know what I'm talking about, let me just kind of give you a quick explanation of what that is. So the Up and Comer 7 to Smoke is uh, completely focused on the up and comer, quote unquote, in the breaking community, specifically the SoCal breaking community. Um, we pick, we invite eight different breakers And the way this is done is we keep our eye, you know, to the scene and we have other people from the community keep their eyes to the scene as well. And we ask around, you know, who's been killing it lately, who who's been putting in work, who's been, you know, representing at a high level, who's been surprising people. Uh, Typically, these breakers that are invited are breakers that we deem the next big thing. Essentially, what that means is. They might not be killing it now in terms of like winning events, but they're they're consistently putting in hard work. They're consistently making top eight to top four. Um, sometimes maybe they go to the finals. Sometimes they they take a battle from someone like you know up, underdogs essentially. Think about it as an underdog category. And we pick eight of these breakers. Four of them are from San Diego. Four are from out of town. The reason why we do this is because we like to give the hometown as, as uh, big of an advantage as possible. We want to see people from the hometown make it. We want to see people from the hometown represent, you know. Uh, we are a community-based um, entity, and, and we want to make sure that that continues to be the case moving forward. As long as we're based in San Diego, San Diego will get all the opportunities to get put on. So we invite eight breakers, and then they battle it out in a seven-to-smoke style bracket. And the way that works is uh, we have two competitors start off competing against each other. Uh, the winner stays there in a point. The loser leaves. They go to the back of the line, and the next one in line battles the winner. And it goes just like that, kind of like a conveyor belt. And uh, the first person to reach seven points wins the entire thing. And in this case, they would be the up-and-comer champion for 2020. The reason why we had not been sure about being able to execute this plan was primarily because of the pandemic. You know, having a pandemic and and being in the middle of this uh, coronavirus situation uh, definitely meant that we would not have the same opportunities to put on events, the same opportunities to do things in person. And it was up in the air for a long time. Um, We have been doing a lot behind the scenes in terms of advertising, in terms of Uh, talking to different people involved in the community in terms of planning, in terms of organizing, 
in terms of bringing the best team together to put this event together. Um, so with that being said, I want to thank our sponsors that are associated with the Up and Comer 7 to Smoke because without them, this event would literally not be possible. Uh, first and foremost, I want to thank KO Goodies. Um, Knock Off Goodies is a brand here in San Diego that focuses on bringing you rare and exotic snacks. That's right. If you've ever wanted to try like pumping, pumpkin pie soda or something, that's probably the place to find it. They're located in Convoy and their contribution to the event is the venue. They have provided us a venue for free so that we can make this happen. And uh, I am eternally grateful for them. Without them, I don't think we'd be having this event at all because I had no venue in mind. Um, next up, we have Break Connect. Uh, Break Connect is a platform dedicated specifically to breaking and breaking events. Uh, this platform will allow breakers to uh, track their stats. So essentially, if I go to a jam and I win the jam and I have like a stat associated with it, uh, not only that, I will be able to check into the event online. I will be able to purchase tickets online. Essentially, this helps out the promoter from having to have, focus on the big line that we have outside or making sure that the competitors are here before we start. This makes the process easier for the organizer on the back end and easier for the competitor, especially b-boys that are arriving on b-boy time. They can take care of everything simultaneously and it can all happen through one platform. Uh, thankfully, we're hosting the up-and-comer 7 to smoke and we're putting it on the Break Connect platform so that they can continue their beta testing. And uh, we'd love we love to say that we're one of the pioneers for this platform. And if it takes off, then we were one of the first to start it. So thank you so much to Break Connect. We also have The Crossroads. For those of you that don't know, The Crossroads is another entity focused on bringing you high quality content in the form of podcasts, um, in the form of workshops. Uh, they do a lot. They do a lot. And not only that, they support BreakNG. They've interviewed an amazing group of people. They just had Hong Ten on their podcast. Please do not sleep on them. Thank you to Kai and Nico from The Crossroads. Um, their contributions will allow us to make this the best production that we could possibly make. Um, more on that later. And now we're getting into the big three. Because another sponsor, and this one, this one legit surprised me. And like, see, I'm already at a loss for words. I want to say thank you to Freestyle Session. Uh, Freestyle Session is one of the biggest entities in hip hop to this day. They've been around for decades, literally decades. And they provide funding. They are allowing us to make this happen. Um, they're also providing the invites with gear. Um, they're being very generous. And this all comes from Cross One, Cross One believing in the idea. Um, so thank you so much to Cross One and Freestyle Session. I never thought that I'd have Freestyle Session associated with the Break NG event, you know, at, at any point. Um, so this has been this has been an honor. And speaking of an honor, we also have UDEF and Pro Breaking Tour sponsoring this event, which is crazy. Can you imagine, like? Break and G's been throwing events for three years, and I, I never in my mind did I imagine us having uh, UDEF or, or Pro Breaking Tour associated with anything Break and G related, to be honest. Um, not that I wasn't like manifesting or not that I didn't believe in myself, it just seemed like a stretch goal. And the fact that it's happening this year 
is honestly it's it's an honor i i i'm i was i'm speechless right now i was speechless back when i got the news but all i can say is um their funding uh, their belief in our event and um their support will not go to waste we will definitely make sure to put on the highest quality production possible so that everybody involved will be able to uh see what break and g is capable of to see the quality products that break and g can put out and um that covers all of our sponsors but a big thank you to all of them without them it literally would not be possible to put on this event i would not be having this podcast right now if it weren't for their support so the big question is well when is it how can i attend what it do baby and uh to be honest with you uh the up and comer seven of smoke will not be a public event people will not be able to attend in person people will not be able to play the part of uh the crowd people will not be able to cipher at the event etc 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 and the reason that is is because of covid-19 the pandemic and the virus has shifted everything and it would be very irresponsible of us to try to host a public event during such a careful and um peculiar time um we want to make sure that everybody's health is put at the forefront and even with that being said uh the protocols being put in place to make sure that our event you know is is executed correctly are pretty strenuous they're pretty strenuous they're pretty strict we're going to make sure that all of our competitors are following a uh, health protocol and and they keep a standard that would be considered acceptable for everybody else involved with the event so for example our competitors will be social distanced as they are waiting in line during the seven of smoke we'll make sure to clean the floor in between the rounds uh, we're doing the best on our end to make sure that this is the most low risk uh comp- <laughs> this is the most low risk competition possible considering the circumstances when is it so <laughs> this podcast has always been about being candid being transparent being true you know truth is important here and it's always it's always how i um how i act and how i move as a person so to be honest the the up and comer seven of smoke will be recorded it will be pre-recorded uh during a undisclosed date in an undisclosed location at an undisclosed time it will be pre-recorded and then it will be edited and produced and created into a production so imagine uh you know the avengers end game infinity war type situation you know the most ambitious collaboration of all time basically uh we're going to make sure that this event is put on into a whole uh watching experience we want to make sure that the viewers at home not only get the battle which you know is the most important part but they also get the back story the back story for each invite so we will be interviewing our invites we will um basically find out what makes them tick how they got here uh what it what it means um to them to be part of the invites list and we will put that all together into a beautiful package and we will present that live so it'll be pre-recorded and then it'll be December 12th so i already gave a date December 12th look forward to it and not only that this event will also appear on stance so stance is involved stance will have this on their platform as well and i'm incredibly grateful for that are you kidding me it's the big 3 the three-headed goat is associated with this event you know stance freestyle session udef and pro breaking tour um sincerely i am at a loss for words 
I still am to this day. I think I've said that four times on this podcast, let alone. Can you imagine how many times I say that throughout the day? I am at a loss for words. I cannot believe that people are investing in my event, in my idea, in my baby. But this is it. They've done it. They've done their part. And now we have to do ours. So we will execute. And now you must be wondering, who are the invites? Who's associated? Why should I care? Well, that's what this episode is about. The Up and Comer 7 of Smoke is always very special because we always pick the right people. We make sure that the people involved make for an interesting battle and lineup experience. So, you're going to meet your 2020 Up and Comer 7 to Smoke invites. First up, we've got Tony Guapo holding it down for ripping down crew out of Manila, Philippines. Uh, shout out to Tony. Tony was one of the invites that actually came in as a sub for a different invite. And I am so incredibly honored to have him on board. I am thankful that he was able to do everything last minute. And I am really excited to see what he puts down on the floor. This man is raw. This man is real. And he's ready to get down. He's always ready to get down. That's exactly what I like to see. Up next, we've got Eric repping Yes Chef Crew. Eric is the tallest b-boy I've ever seen in my life, but not only that, he represents a crew that has had two other members be part of our up-and-comer lineups list from the previous years. Uh, he joins D-Lamb and B-Kim, and being a part of this event and being a part of this special annual you know, occasion, and uh, personally, in my opinion, I think he has the most distinct style out of all of three. This is not me talking smack of anything, but this is just me saying that he stands out um, on the floor and that he makes his presence known. So it'll be really interesting to see what he does when he hits the floor during this competition. Up next, we've got Mel repping Floristas. And uh, I think this one was the most obvious invite. I think you could have seen it a mile away. Uh, Mel is the, one of the most hardworking breakers in San Diego, if not the most hardworking breaker. She consistently puts out content showing you her journey. This is 41. And she basically works like nonstop to chase the dream. Um, not only that, she's been improving at a great pace. You know, it shows in her breaking. It shows whenever she puts out content. And you're going to see it when she throws down on the floor. And if you're questioning, like, who is Mel? You should look into it right now. Because Mel is dope. Mel's got style. And you're going to see that presence come out to play against the seven other invites when this goes live. Up next, we've got Apollo repping ill-flavored rejects and beat rock crew. Apollo is um, one of the most interesting invites heading into this year. A lot of people would say, and a lot of people have said, that he's not an up-and-comer since he's been in the scene for a very long time. Um, but he's here. He's part of the lineup, and he's ready to throw down. He's someone that has a very intricate style, someone that um, I would say lets his actions speak for him. And someone that I think is considered a favorite heading into this competition. Up next, we've got Seas 97, repping the Wanderers, repping Yarm, repping Wreck Shop. Seas 97 is one of those guys that you have, makes his presence known in the cipher, in the battles. Wherever he is, you know that he's there. Um, he's also making his presence known in the scene by hosting I Want All the Smoke. He's currently done two editions of that event. Um, but this time he takes off the event host hat and he puts on the competitor's hat and he's coming to play. I think one thing you can always expect from C's is 
a great battle attitude and a great presence on the floor. He's got content, he's got energy, and most importantly, he's got the hunger. I'm so interested to see what happens when he throws down against some of these other invites because if he comes correct and the other people are slacking, it'll be game over. Up next, we've got Jay Toons repping Tri-City Villains out of Central California. Uh, Jay Toons is one of those guys that I think would have flown under my radar uh, had he not applied for the Break New Ground sponsorship that we had this past summer. After reading his story, I know I followed him on social media and I looked at what he was, what he was doing on the floor. And I, I have to say I'm definitely impressed. Uh, Jay Toons is one of those guys that I think with the right amount of experience and... Um, with enough years under his belt, he can definitely go big. His arsenal is one of those things that you have to like really get into because he can do it all. He's got that musicality, he's got that power, he's got those blow-ups, and he wants he wants to show it out, and he's ready to air it out. Trust me, he wants to show out, he's ready to air it out, and I think he's one of the sleeper picks heading into this up-and-comer 7 to smoke. So that is Jay Toons from Tri-City Villains. Up next, we've got Mo Jackin repping Uncomfortably Fresh and Beard Bros. Uh, this is one of my favorite picks. Mo Jackin, I think, is one of those breakers that has the essence to be a, a true hitter in the scene. He's got that style. He's got that freestyle game on point. And he's got a lot of um, variety in his skill set. And you'll see that, especially when it comes down to the later rounds in the up-and-comer 7 to Smoke. He can dance. He can flow. And I think he's the dark horse of the entire lineup. Not just my opinion, though. And then finally, we got Hyun Yoon. He's repping the Wanderers. And he is probably one of the biggest names on this list just because he's had a lot of features on stance. And his arsenal is very uh, eye-opening. It's very catchy. It's exactly what people want to see when they think of B-Boys. He's a high flyer. He's got blow-ups. He's got power. And I think he might have the crowd's vote in terms of favorites heading into this battle. But we went on social media. We put it on our Instagram story. We wanted to see who you think is going to take it. So we put up these polls on our story. And now we're going to share the results. So looking through the poll, the favorite to win the entire thing with 19 votes is Apollo. So Apollo is the people's favorite heading into the up-and-comer 7 to Smoke. I think that falls in line with what a lot of people are saying in terms of the community, and it definitely shows on these poll results. But I will be honest, not too far behind him, we have Hyun Yoon. I think a lot of people think that that's going to be the big battle that they want to see. Uh, it's a battle of intricacy versus blow-ups. And I, if anything, as the host, as the MC of the battle... I'm also looking forward to that one as well. Um, and to be honest with everybody, looking through this poll, it was close all the way through. Um, it seems that the underdog for the entire thing is Tony Guapo, and I, I completely understand. He's probably the least known, just because he's not exactly from California. But he's stationed here for the time being, and this is a big opportunity to put everybody on notice. And then we also asked, what two invites do you think... What two invites would you like to see compete against each other? Because essentially, it's possible that every invite will face every other invite, but sometimes it doesn't happen that way. So, out of the whole lineup, which two would make the most interesting matchup? Someone said 
Eric versus Jay Toons, Battle of the Youngins. I totally agree. And then someone else said, Season 97 versus Hyun Yoon, Battle of the Crewmates, which is true. They are both wanderers, um, so that would be interesting. It'll definitely be a weird ride home if one of them wins the championship and the other one doesn't, and it comes off of whatever, whoever won between those two. Um, and personally, in my opinion, I would love to see Mel versus Hyunjun, just because they're completely different styles and they have completely different strengths. I think it'll be com that whole traditional uh, debate idea of power versus style, and it might be really interesting to see those results. It could definitely skew the entire lineup, the entire competition. So that's what I'm looking forward to. Thank you to everybody that chimed in. Um, some people sent in a whole message. There's a lot of support for Mo Jackin coming from the San Diego community. Shout out to JK, shout out to Kai. Um, Alfredo says he thinks that either Mel or Eric is going to win. Again, showing that San Diego love. Tony Guapo's girlfriend is chiming in. She said, proud girlfriend here. She's voting for Tony Guapo. Izzy is also voting for either of the Wanderers boys. He is a Wanderer himself, so that would make sense. Or Apollo, hashtag free bands. Um, we also have Too Short saying that he supports Seas 97 and Hyun just because they are his crewmates. That's crew love right there. You can never go wrong with crew love. And finally, we've got Felix El Oso hoping that Apollo takes the W. This is where we get really interesting because we're about to call the invites and have them hop on the podcast remotely. They have no clue what the questions are. They do know that I am calling. And we're going to have them answer an impromptu questionnaire regarding their experience leading up to this 7 of Smoke, just so we can feel them out. And you're about to listen live on the podcast. So up first, we're going to have Mel repping Floristas. She's going to chime in remotely. And we're going to see what she has to say regarding her preparation for the up-and-comer 7 of Smoke. So we are here with Melissa Adao, a.k.a. Mel, repping Floristas. She is also one of the invites for the up-and-comer 7 to Smoke, and she's representing San Diego. So she is one of the four San Diego invites, which makes this super interesting because this is also the first B-girl ever to grace one of our lineups. We've had a total of 24 competitors represent in the up-and-comer 7 to Smoke from the past two years, including this year as well, and she is the first B-girl. So she is essentially a trailblazer for the rest of the lineups moving forward. And we're really excited to have her on board, as I mentioned earlier in this podcast. I think she was one of the more obvious choices in terms of picking an invite and picking someone that's hardworking and essentially someone that I believe is up next in the scene. So I am really excited to ask her these couple questions just to pick her brain ahead of the up-and-comer 7 to Smoke. So without further ado, tuning in and chiming in from a remote location... We've got Mel coming all the way from San Diego, but not here. We're not live. We're not in person. She is on board, and she is definitely ready for this interview. So, Mel, thank you for coming on the podcast. Oh, my gosh. And you know what? I'm happy to be here. Um, <laughs> it's interesting because we've never had, like, a remote situation here. Um, so this is going to be really interesting for... The podcast, hopefully the audio quality is good, but also for this interview, because I typically like seeing people's faces whenever I ask questions, so you kind of yeah. get to hide your expressions. You might never know. I may ask you the hardest <laughs> questions of all time about this up-and-comer 7 of Smoke, so 
Are you ready? I think that's the first question. I am. I'm always ready. Always ready. All right. She's been ready. So the first question, I think one that is uh, very sincere and very honest, and I think this one will be a very good question to start you off with, is uh, how has your training changed in terms of uh, productivity, in terms of consistency, um, regarding your skill? Per- I mean, how's not your skill personally, but in preparation for the up-and-comer 7 of Smoke, how has your training changed, if at all? Uh, yes, it's definitely changed. Um, something that I'll, I've noticed in the past is I'll, I'll always, I'm always training, right? And I'm always, you know, trying to build my arsenal, working on new moves, new content, but I always use the same structured limb round for almost every battle I enter. And, um, so for this one, there is no prelim. I'm already in the bracket and, um, I came prepared with, you know, a very, like a lot of rounds, um, you know, well, I mean, I came, I'm going to be honest, I came prepared with like at least five rounds, you know, um, where I feel like, okay, this is, this is what I'm going to do. This is my approach and it's all new or, you know, super upgraded from what I've done in the past. Like if people know me, they probably, they'll probably recognize some of those moves, but it's, it's structured and presented differently. Um, and you know, in terms of me participating in the seven to smoke, like this is my first seven to smoke. So again, thank you, Luis, for this opportunity and for believing in me. So I don't know what to expect, but I know I'm going to come prepared as best as I can. And I just want to rep really hard for myself. So, um, I'm having fun even in the training process. I'm not stressing. I just, it, I feel like it's already a win for me because I've never been this prepared for a battle before in my own, like in my own way and in my own right, considering um, how long I've you know, been doing this. Whoa, that's, those are some big words. Um, this is the most prepared you've ever been for a battle. I think that's dangerous for anybody that hears this that's going to be part of the lineup. But also a, something that people don't know, uh, I know because, you know, we're close friends, but uh, you went on a training tour. You went on a training tour, and uh, you had experience training in different areas of the United States. So, how was that like, and how did that contribute to your experience leading up to this up and comer seven to smoke? Did anything shift mentality wise or like skill wise? Yes. So, I one of the highlights of that training trip was uh, training with Snap One, and she's my crewmate, and she is one of the hardest working B-girls I know, especially in the United States. And she's probably one of the B-girls that reps really loud and does really well, um, specifically in these online battles. She's been repping really hard and, and just like making noise. So I've had the pleasure uh, to train with her and see her methodology and approach to how she trains and how she levels up. And uh, she's very drill based. Um, she'll have creative, you know, sessions as well. But when I was there, I was ready to. I was like ready for vomit sessions. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> I'm ready to throw up. You know, like what is it that you do? Because she's freaking crazy. So I learned her approach, which her approach is inspired by Moy and Jeremy, um, because those are her mentors from mm-hmm. Break Free. She's like part of the Break Free um, program, and I think staff. Um, or instructors so she has this like drill approach and I've learned from her that you don't need to have a two and a half to three hour session to have an effective practice you can session for 30 minutes and still be super effective 
And I experienced that firsthand with her. Like, oh shit, we just did this for like 40 minutes and I feel like this is like the most productive, you know, practice ever, even though it's only 40 minutes. So taking that approach with her, it gives me like, oh, okay, I don't need to like have this long, dry three hours session to feel I'm productive. I can get a lot of shit done in 30 minutes. That's true. That's true. And those are some wise words because I feel like a lot of people think the longer the session, the more productive you are. And it's good to see and hear that that's not always the case. It's really what you practice and how you practice that'll determine how effective things will be for you in the long run. And this you is. You know what's really funny? Oh, go for it. Oh, I'm sorry, to cut you off. No, 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 you go know what's for really it. funny? I asked this question on social media maybe two years ago on how to train smart. And I feel like the answer was finally made when I trained with her. It took you, know, you a, like, two, a whole two years to get to that answer, but you finally got it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, just, just be goal oriented, you know, and having drills practices are okay. Is you know, and having freestyle creative practices are are okay, but I think my big takeaway was how to train efficiently, and it doesn't have to be three hours. That's wisdom for anybody at home. Remember that yes. it's not about how long you train; it's about how you train when you have the whatever time allotted for it. Um, mm-hmm. One of the more interesting, I think, spicy questions that I could ask you is who are you looking forward to battling the most out of the other seven invites involved with this event? Okay, I'm just going to say this straight up, okay? So, um, like, right when you asked that question, I already knew the first person that I I know I'm nervous but looking forward to uh, battling. Um, And I also have a high level of respect for him. So it's C's. My question of C's, when I first saw him in the scene, was like, wow, that guy's a fucking asshole like what the fuck you know and i'm like why is he so why is his energy like that like like what is he trying to prove you know but then the more i got to know sees you know from an outside point of view and just seeing how much he contributes in the scene i get it i get why he is the way he is i get why he loves this and i get why his energy is his energy when he battles you know and that type of energy i personally um I am, I know when you battle, like it's, there's that, you know, crazy, you know, very aggressive energy, which sees has, and it's very clear that he's, and he's good at what he does too. Mm-hmm. So I'm not knocking his skill. Um, but that's not my approach. So to be quite honest, um, I getting into the scene more, that's something I need to be prepared for is battling people who are super aggressive, who really know how to get in your head and where they don't even have to do anything except get in your head and that can already you know throw me off so i'm preparing myself for moments like that and if i do somehow get lined up with c's i i will i'm just looking forward to see how i respond to his energy Ooh, that was a great spicy answer for the first (laughs) you're the first one to hop on so we're that was really good you're setting the tone hopefully everybody else is as honest and sincere as you are yeah, um, but again, I do have to say again, I have respect for C's. Um, you know, I know what he does in the scene, and I know he's a very big supporter for San Diego scene. So, like, I just want to put that out there that yes, he may come off aggressive and an asshole in the battle and even in the cipher, but he has fucking balls, and I respect that about him. I, I think he knows that too, and I think uh, yeah. I think he very very much understands his role in jams and ciphers, and, and I think yeah. he definitely plays it well. Um, yes, I'm yeah. also excited to see how that plays a part because looking at the rest of the lineup, he's not someone 
that is joined with someone else in terms of being super aggressive, he kind of stands on his own ground. And it'll be really interesting to see how that same approach affects all of the other invites. Because um, I think, yeah, you two are probably at the opposite ends of the spectrum. So that'll be the most interesting. But everybody else falls somewhere in between. No one is as far leaning to the other side as he is. So that'll be really interesting. And according to the polls, he's like the third favorite to win it all. So people are confident in him. People are confident in him. It'll be interesting to see how he does. But final question is, what are your goals for this up-and-comer Seven of Smoke. Mm-hmm. Obviously, everybody wants to win, but if there are any other yes. goals associated with the Seven of Smoke for you personally, what would they be? The, it's going to be the, easy, the cheesiest answer, but it's the truth. It's to have fun. Um, and I don't want to, like, there have been battles where I took it way too serious, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, and this one, I, I am training really hard for it. Um, again, it's probably the, one of the hardest battles. It's the hardest battle I've ever trained for. Or it's the hardest I've ever trained for for a battle. Let me rephrase that. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I just want to make impact um, being, you know, the only B-girl, being the oldest dancer in this lineup as well. You know, I want to also, I think, I think, I believe I'm the oldest dancer in this lineup. So I want to be able to, you know, make impact that you can start late, you can, you know, train really hard at this age and still do really well. So my biggest, like when I leave that event, I want to know that I fucking did my best. I had fun. I didn't let anyone, you know, get to me. And everything that I practiced for, I executed. So whether I take a point or not, if I executed, I fucking won. That was a mic drop answer right there. I would drop these mics if they weren't so expensive. But no, that was great. That was amazing. That was exactly what I wanted to hear. Yeah, because honestly, like if I if I do that, that's already a victory for me, and that's setting me up for more victories in the future. That's true. I think as long as you yeah. see it that way, regardless of what the outcome is in terms of like stats or whatever, that's all that matters mm-hmm. because that's at the end of the day, stats and wins, like that's all forgettable. People forget who won the jam the next day. But it's Hello. the moral it's the moral victories that you take away and it's how that affects yes. your journey moving forward. So I'm really glad you said yeah. that. Hopefully that sets the tone for everybody else's answers moving forward. We still got four invites mm-hmm. to get to. But Mel, I want to thank yeah. you so much for your time. Thank you for chiming in. And I'm really excited yeah. to see you as part of this lineup. I, I'm really oh anxious and excited to see what you're bringing to the floor because you are so different from the rest of these invites. And hopefully, oh, yeah. <laughs> hopefully we see some incredible battles. And if anything, I'll rig it so that UNCs go straight head to head first round. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready for anything. I just, yeah, I'm ready for anything. All right. Thank you so much, Mel. Thank you for joining the podcast. And again, I wish you the best of luck. I'm excited to see you on the floor and I'm excited to see what you do moving forward. Yeah. Thank you so much and much uh, love to you and everything you're doing and have fun with the rest of the people uh, for the podcast. I appreciate you. All right. Thank you so much. So we are back here with another invite ready to speak their mind. Up next, we've got C's 97 rep and rec shop Yarm. The Wanderers. Um, as you all heard earlier in the podcast, Seize is actually the third favorite to win it all, according to the polls that we put up on our story. Um, people really believe in him, and I think people really got a lot of confidence in his demeanor and his battle attitude. And I think it'll be really interesting to hear from the man himself. His name has been floating around a lot in these polls and, and in these uh, 
um, opinion pieces from other people. So it'll be cool to hear what he has to say. Seize, welcome to the podcast, man. Yeah, thank you for having me, man. So I think the first question, I think the obvious question um, for everybody is, how do you feel leading up to the 7 to Smoke? Uh, the date has not been disclosed, but it's coming up real soon. Um, how do you feel in preparation to uh, leading up to this day? Yeah, I mean, well, you know, now that the date hasn't been disclosed, we know that it's um, pretty soon. And I feel pretty good, you know, just been just preparing for the best that I can to make sure that, you know, I can perform, you know, to the best of my ability on that day. Um, that's, that's good to hear because a lot of people typically in the past, from my experience, train a little bit differently when it comes to the seven of smoke, because it's not only, uh, it's not just like a bracket game where you have a period of time to rest in between battles. You could potentially be going like three to four battles in a row. So how has your training changed, if at all, in preparation for the seven of smoke? Um, yeah, that's a good question. (laughs) No, um. Yeah, I would say uh, if like I had to adjust my training for this, uh, I definitely had some portions where I focused on on endurance and stamina for sure. Since uh, the seven smoke format, in my opinion, like you said, you'll have to go back to back unexpectedly. So I feel like just your ability to maintain your quality of like your movement and just the overall like composition of your round will be like really important in the later game when people start running out of stuff or when people start drawing blanks in their mindset. It's really, really interesting that you talk about mindset because um, up to this point, from what I've gauged, everybody is looking forward to your battle attitude and your composure during competitions. You're someone that has been known in the community for being a battle-heavy rep- like representative. And it's really cool to hear that people kind of see that as one of your strengths in this lineup, especially because you look at the other seven and none of these people, I'd say, have the same type of approach to a battle that you have. So kind of give us a little bit of insight how you perceive yourself and how that might affect the Seven of Smoke the day of the event. Mm, okay. In terms of the, the mindset and the battle attitude, um, of course, you know, I feel like everyone has their own approach to the battle and everyone's want to go, is going to go hard um, during the day of the battle as well as just, you know, I feel like battles a lot of the time are mental you know whether it be yourself losing to yourself uh, whether you just kind of draw a blank or um, whether your opponent is just able to get into your head on that day so um, you know I'm pretty sure everyone else has been preparing to their best of the ability so I mean it's not going to be no easy task to shake them but I'm definitely going to come you know to just come as hard as I can and I'm not going to hold back that's exactly what I like to hear and this next question is a little bit spicy Um, This is going to not stir the pot, but I think it'll be cool to hear what you have to say. Um, When you look at the other seven invites, who are you looking forward to battling the most out of everybody else that's been invited in this competition? Oh, man, that's a a pretty good question. (laughs) Um, (laughs) You know, if I I had to be really honest with you, um, I guess this kind of ties into the other question. When I first looked at the lineup, you know, instinctively i feel like the reaction is for everyone to kind of gauge like oh i got this guy you know i'm able to have like this one up on this guy this is the strategy but kind of the more i thought about it um you know i really just uh you know i realized like i don't have full control over who i'm gonna battle you know i might be able to win the whole thing without running into someone once that's true um so you know i tried to kind of just stay away from focusing on one person 
but I mean, I guess just to stir the pot, uh, I think it'll be interesting to battle my crewmate Hyunjun. I mean, you know, it's just going to be like, it's going to be fun, man. It's going to be fun. The Battle of the Wanderers, that's true, because um, according to the polls right now, he's second favorite to win it all. And I think a lot of people have seen him appear on Stance a lot this year, so there's uh, there's an unspoken expectation that he's going to blow it up a lot in this Seven of Smoke. So I'm also interested to see where that happens. But I do hope to see that battle between Wanderers. And then the final question, and I think this is more more of a personal question and, and it, everybody's going to answer differently. But aside from winning the Seven of Smoke, what goals do you have for the day of the competition and the competition itself? Uh, the days of the competition, yeah, regarding the day of the competition, you know, right now, I feel like, uh, in a sense, you know, being able to battle and being able to do this event, you know, shout out to Break NG for hosting this. Uh, it's kind of a privilege, you know, because right now in the U.S. it's really hard to battle. Um, it's really hard to find, like, any events or any battles for people to enter that aren't digital, you know. Right. So, um, just for me personally, you know, I feel like the win is on everyone's mind, but on a more personal aspect, like, uh, I really just want to, like, make sure I have a solid performance and just leave everything on the floor. That's a solid answer. That's, I think, the best anybody can really ask for when it comes to representing because only one person is going to come out with the win and there's eight total people involved with this event. So it'll be really cool to see who comes out on top. And, uh, you know, I've already mentioned it, but just to rehash that, uh, people believe in you. There's a lot of people that believe in you and it shows, you know, the numbers are coming in and I think it has to do a lot with your reputation, but also what you can possibly put out. So it'll be really interesting. And again, I'm really grateful to have you as part of the lineup. I would say that this was an overdue, long overdue invite. Um, but now that you're here, I'm excited to see what you can make of it. Uh, I appreciate you so much, man. Thank you. Thank you for spending your time to chime in on the podcast today. Uh, we have three other invites to get to. And before we go, do you have anything to say to the people that will be listening at home and then watching at home when the Seven to Smoke airs? Um... Not really, but I'll just give you some product placement. Um, for everyone watching at home, <laughs> make sure to tune in and catch the break into up and cover some of the smoke. See me there. Peace. All right. You heard it from the man himself. Tune in live to catch him during the up and comer seven of smoke. It will be online. You'll be able to tune in from home and the rules regarding that and how to tune in will be out soon. All right. Thank you so much to season 97. And up next, we're going to hear from Tony Guapo. All right. We are back and better than ever, and this time we got Tony Guapo joining us. Tony Guapo has been uh, the newest invite added to the lineup. He's actually subbing in for a previous invite, and uh, he's the surprise. He's the wild card. Not everybody had a chance to pre prepare for him, but he's here. He's live, and he's ready to go. He's also representing Reppin' Down crew uh, from Manila, Philippines, so we're, we're going global for this lineup. Tony, welcome to the podcast, man. How are you feeling? What's up, El Brad? Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. <laughs> how does it... We were talking a little bit before we went live, but uh, we were talking a little bit about how it's it's weird and it's kind of crazy that you're just kind of hopping in this lineup a week before things go down. How does that make you feel and how does that affect uh, your preparation for the Seven of Smoke? Um, I like... So I just got off the boat just uh last week i was out at sea i wasn't training as much but um it's gonna be fun man i trained with apollo mojack and eric 
and all those other guys I'm kind of familiar with. So it's going to be fun, like, seeing them and finally competing against them. So, yeah, man. Like, it's going to be fun. We'll see what happens. So uh, a good question here to ask would be, like, how is your training going to change leading up to this event? Are you going to do anything differently? Are you going to approach anything differently? Or are you just going to train as always, as you've always had? Probably training as always. I probably have that battle mindset right now. But, yeah, dude, like, my training is not going to change. It's always, like, like the way it's supposed to be. And I think that's what's going to help me, like, for this jab. Right now, it's a, it's kind of a tough time because of COVID and everything. So uh, it's not a lot of in-person battles happening. So it, it, it is going to be interesting being able to have you all live and, and interacting with one another. Um, and the big question, kind of a spicy question, if you want to take it that way, is who are you looking forward to battling the most when you look at the other seven invites? Mm. <laughs> I would say... Probably Apollo, Ojakin. Yeah, those guys, man. Because they were like the first ones that uh, brought me out here in San Diego, showed me what's up. So it'll be cool to like compete against them. That's cool. You got a lot of respect for them. You keep mentioning their names. And they're, they're actually people that have a lot of uh, support heading into this Seven to Smoke. Um, I, don't, <laughs> I don't know if you know, but... Yeah, your girlfriend voted on the polls. She said that she was all in on the Tony Guapo boat, and she's ready. She's ready and supporting you. Um, how how are you gonna be approaching this? Coming from the aspect of someone who honestly is just invited super last minute and has absolutely like a lot of these people had had months of preparation, and you're having like less than a few weeks. Do you think that's gonna change the results, or are you still gonna be coming for everybody the same way? I'll be coming for everybody the same way, man. Like, this uh, opportunity is a blessing because from the Philippines, like, we don't really have much opportunities to compete overseas, but I'm going to be able to, like, I'm here in San Diego, I get to compete. So that's what I'm looking forward to, man. Like, just being outside the country and, uh, like, representing, you know? That's tight because uh, everybody else here is from California. They're from different areas of California, but you're the only one that, I mean, you're stationed here, but you're, you're representing your home country. You know, you're coming from the Philippines and, and you're going to have a distinctly different style than everybody else. Um, I've seen you battle. We've competed in the same seven of smoke before. And um, I know what you're capable of. So that's why I'm super interested to see how it goes down. Um, with all that being said, what goals do you have for the day of the event? Regardless of who wins, um, everybody wants to win. I know that. But what other goals do you have for yourself that day of the event? Uh, just uh, work hard, uh, hit everything perfectly. Hopefully everyone gets to like see the guapo styles, you know. Yeah. The guapo styles. I like that. I like that. All right, brother, just again, I want to, I've already thanked you before, before we hit live, but I want to thank you again for being part of the lineup. Thank you for being so flexible and being able to adapt to everything that happened super last minute. Um, I'm super, the date has not been revealed to everybody publicly, but you know when it's going to go down and I'm excited to see it happen. I'm excited to see it happen live. Thank you so much. Appreciate for the opportunity, man. God bless. Take care. All right. Y'all heard it here from Tony Guapo. He's going to be throwing down these Guapo styles. And up next, we're going to hear from another invite, 
out of Central California. We're going to be hearing from Jay Tunes. All right, y'all, stay tuned. We are back live and direct. Not live, but we are direct. And we are here with Jay Tunes repping Tri-City Villains out of Union City. Uh, Jay Tunes, for those of you that may not know, uh, is someone that applied for the Break New Ground sponsorship this past summer. And even though he didn't win, his application definitely stood out amongst the rest. And it, it put me on. It put me on to him as a person, him as an artist, him as a dancer. And I was able to get connected with him after seeing his footage, after seeing what he was about and reading his story. Uh, I was able to get connected with him and I felt that it was only right to have him be part of this up-and-comer lineup. He's someone that's super talented. I've seen him break. I've seen some of his highlights. And he's got everything you're looking for in a b-boy. He's got power. He's got blow-ups. He's got flow. And uh, he's got the hunger. He's got the hunger that a lot of people are lacking, that a lot of people are looking for in this breaking game. So without me hyping him up any more than I already have, we've got Jay Tunes. Yo, how you doing, man? How you feeling? Uh, doing great. This, I'm super grateful for this opportunity. Uh, the biggest platform I think I've ever had to speak, and I'm super glad to be here. It's really cool that we're, we made this happen because... Uh, I know I, I had to let him know that his application wasn't selected to be the winner, but I did connect with him on the on the terms that I would eventually have him on board with the Break NG project. I wasn't sure which one it would be. I wasn't sure to what capacity. And it turns out that the one that I'm having him on is backed by UDEF Pro Breaking Tour Freestyle Session in Stance. So this is kind of the biggest platform we've ever had. And I think it's a good project to have him be a part of. Um, so this question is actually not any of the questions that I've come up with. This is definitely one that's unique to you. What does this opportunity uh, mean to you and your career up to this point? You represent a community that I think is kind of underrepresented in the breaking scene. So what does the being a part of, <clears throat> what does being a part of this lineup mean to you? So this lineup, um, first off, looking at the lineup itself, uh, seeing that I'm one of the a few people that are from the Bay Area. Not to mention that, like, in the Bay Area, mostly San Jose is the one that's known as the, like, bigger breaking community. So being someone from a more underrated, I guess, like, under the shadow of the bigger communities in the Bay Area, it's super, um, it's, it's going to be a huge learning experience for me. I haven't really traveled outside of the Bay Area to break aside from going to Cal Poly Slow. I think that was my first exposure to even a bigger scene or a different scene in general. So this this like opportunity is super eye-opening. It's going to be a huge learning experience, and I think I'm going to be able to connect with a lot of people just because like when I go to events and stuff, I tend to... I don't really go to win. I know that sounds really cliche, and that's like, you know, don't go to an event to win. But um, like I just want to meet people and I want to meet people that I've seen on like different breaking videos, different events and stuff. I tend to follow community events a lot. Mm -hmm. So seeing that I'll be able to meet people that I've seen in different community events on stance, like it's, it's a really humbling experience and I'm super excited for this. That's great to hear, especially because, you know, you mentioned it. Um, you are part of the Bay area that I think has, uh, not the same amount of representation as maybe San Francisco and as San Jose. But you're still there and you definitely have a style that I think is notable 
And I think that will be a very interesting addition to the lineup. We've got eight different individuals. Uh, they all have their own strengths. But um, I'm really excited to see what you pull off because you've got some crazy stuff. Um, and speaking of your moves and speaking of your skill, what has training been like for you? How have you shifted your training, if at all, in preparation for the up-and-comer 7 to smoke? So, uh, shortly before the up-and-comer smoke got announced in general during quarantine, um, as soon as I got back home from Cal Poly Slow under mandated quarantine, I sort of started working out a lot, and I put on a lot of weight from like just gaining muscle. And then over that like training period, I realized I wasn't training my moves as much as I should be because mm-hmm. I was thinking that strength equaled improvement. And once I realized I was just putting on a lot of weight, I started training a lot. And while during that time where I was like shifting from just like weightlifting to breaking more, that's when the like the opportunity arose. And I realized like oh, this is what I've been like, you know, sort of unknowingly training for. And since then, I've been trying like school's been really busy uh as a mechanical engineering major the course load is quite a lot mm-hmm. especially being at home and getting through all these like midterms and finals projects all this stuff i've still been managing to train at least three times a week plus a like a bigger group session with my mentors on weekends at least once a week mm-hmm. so i've been trying i think this quarter has really forced me to like schedule myself and put time towards things purposefully because usually Mm. i'd wing it i'd be like okay i'll finish this assignment then i'll train but now it's like i do this assignment and like at this exact time section at this exact time come back at the exact time and go on with my day so i've been structuring my day a lot more a lot differently than i usually would and i think it's been a benefit for me because i feel less stressed than i did earlier on that's good. It seems like you're putting you're putting purpose into your schedule and you're adapting accordingly so that you can be as uh, as productive as possible given the circumstances. Um, yeah. You did mention that quarantine essentially changed a lot of things from your approach to training. You know, you built a lot of muscle, but also, you know, you're a student. Uh, you're a student and you're dealing with classes right now. Um, we're we're having this seven of smoke. The date has not been disclosed, but it is it is essentially. Uh, going to be a rare opportunity for you to be able to travel down here because you are coming from the Bay Area. You are making the trip out. And by the way, I'm super grateful for you to be able to do that and to help us out in having your inclusion. And in order for that to happen, you do have to make that trip. So again, I'm super grateful and thankful that you're able to make it out because, uh, you know, an eight hour journey is never easy for anybody. Yeah, I mean, it. I could not pass up on an opportunity like this. Like, I don't know what kind of, I don't know when an opportunity like this could come up in the future and like despite it being a bit of a time cramp with like some other finals happening pretty much directly before the trip like i still have to do it like i felt like if i don't do this now i won't be able to do this in the future like it was a drive for me there to really get my together and make sure that i can make this happen yeah he said it. it's now or never and speaking of now or never um, there's a lot of, you know, we put up the polls yesterday on the break and G story and we asked some questions to the general public and, you know, the results came in. You have a lot of support. You have a lot of support coming in. Uh, you're, you were voted the fourth most likely to win based on crowd opinion. Um, and knowing that and knowing that the other invites are who they are, 
is there, and this question might seem a little bit spicy just off, just off rip, but is there anyone that you're looking forward to battling the most out of the other seven invites for the Seven of Smoke? Hmm. Uh, for the most part, the lineup, I haven't met a lot of the people on the lineup. Like, I've met Eric and I've met Apollo. And I know Apollo knows my mentors and stuff. Mm-hmm. I've met him before. So maybe just, I think, maybe going up against Apollo, just like, because he's the closest to home, I'd say. Mm-hmm. And my mentors were like, hey, you're battling Apollo, bro. Just do your best. Like, you know, just it. So I think I look forward to going up against Apollo. All right. Yeah, it seems uh, it's actually based on the results. The people feel that Apollo is the most likely to win. Um, he got the most crowd support and uh, he is very talented. He's very skilled. Um, and you mentioned the fact that you don't really know this lineup. It's, it's different because everybody else involved essentially has an idea of who people are. They see these people on a weekly, monthly basis, you know, in a regular year when, it, when jams are happening because these are the people they compete against, generally speaking. But you are the one outsider coming in. Actually, aside from Tony Guapo, because Tony's uh, usually in the Philippines, but he's stationed here um, for the time being. But you are an outsider. You're an outsider coming in, and you kind of have uh, no gauge on the competition besides Eric and Apollo. So it'll be really interesting to see how you deal with that. Um, aside from winning, and aside from, you know, that's everybody's general goal for, for a competition, uh, what are your personal goals for the competition and just the event in general? What do you want to get out of it? Uh, what would you consider uh, a win for you? For me, uh, realistically speaking, I just don't want to be that person that gets recycled the entire time, you know? Because like, in Summer of Smokes, like, you either gain momentum and you get a few wins, or you tend to lose like every time you get up to that position. Right. And I want to like, you know, at least have some kind of momentum, you know, be consistent through my rounds, just like put the best could out. Like I think cuz realistically I know like I'm not going to exactly win in the technical sense, but I want to feel like I did my best. I don't want to regret what I did. I want to just like, you know, prove that you know I'm I'm worthy to be here, you know. It's a question about being worthy, but also I think use the unknown factor to your advantage. I don't think everybody else in the lineup has a big, uh, like you're not so out there that people know your arsenal. You still have that big element of surprise. Um, so it'll be really interesting to see how people react to you and how you adapt to seeing everybody's skill in person. Um, and it'll be really cool. Like I said, the event has not, the date has not been revealed to everybody, but you and I both know when it's going to be and it's coming up pretty soon. So I'm excited to see you soon. And, and again, I want to thank you for being a part of this lineup, for being down for the journey. And I'm really excited to see what you put out on the floor. Thank you for this opportunity, man. It's, it's truly like it just came out of nowhere. It really hit me. And I plan to make the best out of it. All right, man. Thank you so much. And I will be seeing you soon. Everybody, that was Jay Toons repping Tri-City Villains. And up next, and the final person we will be hearing from is Eric Reppin. Yes, Chef. All right, y'all, keep it locked. We are back and direct with Eric Reppin. Yes, Chef. Uh, this man is probably the tallest b-boy that we've ever had in any of our Seven to Smoke lineups. But not only that, he is—he's uh, probably one of the younger ones too. Last year we had Doom, so he's not the youngest. 
but he's definitely on the younger end. He's he's in a lineup filled with people that are older than him and have had probably more battle experience. But that does not mean that he is not qualified. Uh, this man is repping hard in the ciphers. He's got his own distinct style, which I think is super unique and rare to see in the younger generation. And he's someone that has a lot of crowd support. He's actually tied for third to be the most likely to win based on public opinion, based on the polls that we had today, which is great because that means the community's behind him. He's got people that believe in him and hopefully he also believes in himself. So let's just speak to the man of the hour. We've got Eric repping Yes Chef. Eric, man, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good. How about you, man? Pretty good, pretty good. We, uh, we're having you here. We're having you join the podcast. And we just want to ask you a few questions regarding the up-and-comer 7 to Smoke. Um, hopefully, you've had enough time to think about it. You were actually the first invite that was revealed. So I know people people have been ready to see what you've got to throw down. How you feeling? I'm um, feeling pretty good, pretty confident about myself. Just like, just ready to throw myself out there and represent like my style and who I am as a breaker. That's great. That's great to hear because, um, like I mentioned earlier, you have a very distinct style. You're someone that people can recognize immediately. As soon as you take the floor, I think the patterns that you've put out and the original concepts that you've created have definitely been able to speak on your behalf and they have spoken volumes. I think that's definitely what drew me to having you on this lineup. But um, it also is just, it's just uh, giving you credit for your orig originality. Um, and this is a question... Well, we're just we're going to start off with the best questions right off the gate because you are in a unique situation. You're in a crew that has had uh, two other members be part of our up and comer lineups in the past. We've had B Kim and we've had D Lamb. So now that you are the third one from that crew, are there any pointers, maybe lessons that you've learned from their outings in the past that you're incorporating for your training moving forward for this invite list? Uh, yeah, definitely. Because like. I've gone to my crewmates for advice, like, of course, so I can get, like, more insight since I've, I've done a 7 to smoke thing kind of technically before, but it wasn't, like, professional, more professional on this level with, like, breaking against these other people that I, like, also look up to, such as, like, Apollo. So, like, they definitely gave me insight on, like, how to, like, mentally prepare myself and just train for it in general. And uh, being someone that has also seen this exact same battle happen for two years in a row, because I believe you were there for the first and the second one, um, have you been able to mentally prepare yourself? I think I also had mentioned to you in the past that I, that I was definitely thinking about having you on the lineup way before it was even made official. So you've had a lot of time to prepare. You've seen your crewmates go through the trials and tribulations of this, of this preparation process. So how has your training changed? if at all, in preparation for the 7 of Smoke? Uh, I think my training for, like, this one versus, like, from what, like, I've seen from, like, their 7 of Smokes, I think I definitely, like, wanted to, like, just, like, be myself. And, like, for me, it, this is, like, it's still a competition, but it's not, like, my mindset's not, like, oh, I'm, I, like, I'm definitely going to win this. I'm, but for more, it's more going to be, like, I'm definitely going to show, like, who I am as my style, because I know I definitely have a unique style as a breaker. I really want people to see that, especially with, like, the new sponsors, too, on here, like UDEF and a freestyle session. So that's definitely a good, like, platform to show it, too. That's true. He brings up a good point. This is the first uh, Seven of Smoke that we've done that is backed by UDEF Pro Breaking Tour freestyle session. 
and will also be shown on Stance. So that is a huge platform to showcase your style and you'll definitely be in front of a lot of new pairs of eyes. So it'll be interesting to see how everybody treats that moving forward. Um, but this also brings up the question, what does it mean to you to be a part of this lineup? Like I mentioned earlier in this uh, podcast, this is the first time we've had sponsors, but this is also the first time that we have done this as a virtual broadcast instead of an in-person event. So this, this version of the Seven of Smoke is unique and uh, it's gonna be the first of its kind, even though this has happened in the past. So what does it mean to you to be part of this lineup? Uh, I think it's it's like really it's like a really good opportunity, and it's also like a unique chance of like seeing how it's a it's a virtual more kind of virtual event. So it's definitely going to be interesting to see how some people battle without feeding off that like crowd energy versus some people who are able to just battle in any situation, which is something like that's going to be interesting to see for me in this event. He brings up a good point that I think nobody else has touched on up to this point in the podcast. Um, there is not going to be a live crowd, so that won't be a weapon for people to use to build off hype. Essentially, they're just going to have to remain consistent all the way through. And speaking of everybody else in the lineup, we want to know, and this is just, this may seem spicy, this may seem like I'm trying to stir the pot, but everybody got the same question. We want to know, who are you looking forward to battling the most out of the other seven invited breakers? the most because like wait you, you, you cut off a little bit there can you, like, you cut off a little bit there can you repeat that one more time uh for me it's definitely apollo oh why is that uh it's because like like i've trained a lot with him so he's like one of the homies that i train with a lot and that's like one factor because like i really want to like battle against him because i also admire like the way he breaks his style, his flow. And I know that he's more experienced than me, so it's definitely going to be like a challenge. So that's something I really look forward to. That's really interesting that you bring that up because uh, someone else that mentioned the exact same thing was Tony Guapo. Tony Guapo trains with you. He mentioned you specifically and Apollo. And he said he's really interested to battle you two because he's around you very often. So that'll, that'll be interesting to see how it translates to the battle. It seems like everybody feels that Apollo is the biggest threat in this lineup. So he's got a lot of expectations to live up to. And the final question, and I think this is the most personal question, is what are your personal goals for the event? I know everybody essentially wants to win. They want to rack up the most points. But uh, personally speaking, what do you have set out for yourself as a goal? What would you consider a win uh, regardless of the results of the competition? I think for me, a win for myself, like, Personally, first, uh, I remember I was talking to my crewmate Beacon before about this, and then we were kind of strategizing it out. And I told him, I told him, like, honestly, I just want to, like, just throw myself out there, just not be whack and just do as best as I can to express, like, how I break. Because, you know, for me, I have, like, a concrete, like, footwork kind of style. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I also have, like, my abstract thread. So I want to, like, kind of have people see that kind of, like, weird kind of blend of styles together. Mm -hmm. And then... Also, is like just racking up a few like wins. Obviously, a few dubs in there would be nice. Also, yeah, I think a lot of people see you as one of the dark horses of the whole bracket because you do have that distinct style. You do have a great understanding of foundation. But not only that, I think you don't have 
a huge catalog of footage for people to look back on and train from. So it will be really interesting to see how people adapt to facing your style. So I want to thank you for coming on the podcast. I want to thank you for being part of this lineup. Um, I want to thank you again for adapting with everything that has happened since we first announced you till now. There have been a lot of changes on the back end, but you've been a great sport about it. Um, and I'm excited. A lot of people don't know the date for when we were going to be filming this, but you and I know, and we know it's coming up real soon. So I'm excited to see you, and I'm excited to see what you put out on the floor. Thank you again, man. Uh, thank you, man. All right, y'all. Y'all heard from Eric representing Yes Chef. We're going to close out the podcast here. You've heard everything you need to know, including that broadcast date, including the lineup, and including what they have to, f- what they have to say, what they have to feel regarding this event. Um, just before we go one more time, we want to give a big thank you to Freestyle Session, UDEF, Pro Breaking Tour, KO Goodies, The Crossroads, and Break Connect for making this event possible. All right, y'all. The next you hear from us will probably be with updates from the 7 of Smoke. And with that being said, we'll see you soon. Peace.